Hi, everybody. I'm Mel Greenberg. And I'm Karen Glasser. And you are listening to Uncorked, life exposed in the most unexpected ways where what you see is not always what you get. I know. That's the case. I know. It's never what you think it is. <laughs> Uncorked is proud to be on the Vital C Network. And today, what are we talking about? It's February. Love. Love. But first... It's time to drink. Most important things. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. What are you drinking? What are you I drinking? Cosmo because it's pink and because pretty. you can. Because I can. Yes, because I can. <laughs> and I, I'm having a vodka cranberry. So uh, cheers. And it's because it's red, you know, something yeah. to drink. Cheers. So cheers. And cheers to you all. Welcome. It's all about the love, you know. Mm. That was good. <laughs> Yum. So, Karen, what do you think of when you think of love? Oh, my gosh. You know, when we first started talking about this topic, it was like, mm -hmm. what do we not think of when we think of love? It was like everything. We talked about self-love and, and relationship love and pet love and platonic love. When I think of love, especially in this day and age, I think of family love. I think of how I feel when I'm with my family. And um, it, it, that for me, it's all about love. So how about you? It's true. And I think that we have been drawn over time and certainly our generation to the Hollywood happy ending, the romantic love, right. that's what it is. And it is so much more. It and is. as I now am a new grandmother and I think about that love and your expanding heart, that's what I think about, just the expansion and what that can bring in and what that can include. And during the time that we're all living in, what it really means. It, it almost feels like your heart is exploding when you have that kind of love. It's so, 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 so full. So we actually made a list of all, all the different kinds of love. And since this is always a Mel versus Karen, we thought we would approach it from that perspective. And the first kind of love that we, you know, we came up with was self-love. And we talked all about, you know, self-love in January as we were doing our uh, our uh, intentions and all of that. When I think of self-love, I think of all the things that I do in the morning. I mean, I'm up at a god awful hour. You know, we talked about that before. And and but I I really love myself at that time in the morning. I have my little routine. I do my journal. I do my meditation. I, I do my meditation about gratitude and and all those kind of things. So that for me is an everyday occurrence. Self-love is an everyday occurrence. How about I you? Have routines so satisfying when you mm -hmm. complete them and just it's it, it gives you a sense of calm yeah and completing the tasks yeah I appreciate that very very much so what what does your self-love look like it, it really is taking care of and growing myself mm -hmm. and I think that goes back to um being raised by a single mom who did everything for her children and for everybody else and she always she'd always say well I'll get to that I'll, I'll take care of it with regard to herself. She put everybody else first. And, and I do think to some extent women do that, whether it's naturally right. or, by, or by virtue of just our societal pressures. Correct. We do put everybody else first. And, but my thing is like, you know, if your cup is empty, you're no good to anybody. So I do take care of myself and that's um, I take, whether it's yoga, whether it's exercising, um, whether it's knowing that I need to go sit in my room with a good book, close right. the doors and tune out 
it's whatever just sort of gives me the opportunity to, to go within. That's my self-love. And, you know, and it's, it's funny because, um, we, we as women, I think you're right. We as women, it is so, it's almost ingrained in us. And maybe because we watched our moms and our, our mm-hmm. moms watched their moms and so mm-hmm. on and so forth is that we came last in, in many respects, right? In the beginning, we, we take care of everybody but ourselves. Right. Um, it's almost expected. It's almost no, yourself. What you're doing? What you're, you're you're taking a bubble bath? What what exactly are you doing? No, no, no. <laughs> no, I used to say every time I took a bath, that was when that was when the kids needed me. Whenever you know, whenever or when I got on the phone, just on the had, phone. Oh my! That was <laughs> my friend, dog. Right. If I'm that's the dogs are all at my feet. Yeah, that's what I called. It's it's the mommy challenge. Yeah. <laughs> it's the mommy challenge. So I think self-love is, I think it's very, it's like number one on my list, it, it, which sounds sort of selfish, I guess. It's the number one thing that I, you know, do. But I think that if, as you said, if we're not okay, how is anybody else? Oh, anybody else? Has it changed for you notably over the years? And now as an empty nester and, and living yeah. at peak stage, have you notice that you're more in tune with what that means and, and, and giving it to yourself righteously. Yeah, exactly. Much more so. I'm still a work in progress. There's, I'm clearly still a work in progress because when I, when I do something for myself, there's always in the back of my mind, what else could I have been doing during this time for somebody else? But I'm getting much better at it. Yeah. Um, and maybe it's because it's four in the morning. What else am I going to be doing for anybody else at four in the morning? I mean, maybe maybe that's what it is. And maybe that's when I do it. And that's why I do it. At and that that's why. Yeah. Right? Because nothing else comes to mind like, oh, well, maybe I should be doing something else. So for me, it's the most important love, I think, that's out there. Because when you can do that, mm-hmm. then you're much better, I think, equipped to have romantic love, right? Yes. Yes. Because you're not looking to fulfill yourself through another person. You are filled. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. How many people, how many people do we know each of us that are identified by the person that loves them rather than who they are themselves? Right. Yeah. 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 So what do you do for romantic love? What, What does a Mel picture look like? Uh, uh, you know, it changes and, and it depends on, on my state of mind, which is, is a little bit of a roller coaster on an ongoing basis, as you well know, <laughs> but I think, um, it is, it is always about being connected and tuned in. So whether it's, um, literally watching the, the NCAA national championship football game, um, because I, my husband is loves that more than right, anything. Right. But I also like, I mean, I'm not sacrificing to watch football. You all know I love football. <laughs> so giving into that and enjoying right. that or whether it's something, you know, like here's an example. Last night, we, he and I just met, um, he does a radio show. And after he taped that, we met at our club and, and just together had a glass of wine and caught up on things and had a lovely conversation. Lovely. And just being, so just being present with each other, whether it literally is watching a football game on TV or planning something exciting for our family. Um, you know, I love to cook. So I do, and we have that on our list. Cooking is is love for me. Yeah. So I love preparing a meal and enjoying that together. Yeah, it's pretty flexible, but being tuned in to each other. Yeah, very much so. I do something, we've been doing something for quite a while now, is we have this little jar that um, whenever something uh, during the day, something happens that I want to 
like leave a message for him, like a sweet little message. I love you or I love that you did this. We write notes to each other and we put them in this jar. Now, originally we started it so that at the end of the year, we could open the jar up and then look at all the notes that are in there. We're not as, I mean, I'd like to say that we actually do that on a regular basis. We don't, but we do put notes in there. Sometimes I'll stick a note up on his uh, medicine cabinet in the, uh, in his bathroom. Just to kind of like, I'm thinking about you, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I love you. And so for me, that's part of the romantic love. And also part of the romantic love is making the plan, making a plan yeah. to do something. Just like you you said, you know, it was kind of like on the spur at the end of the radio show and you guys just went over to the club, mm-hmm. you met and you did. I like, I'm a planner. <laughs> really? No. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a planner. And I'm going to help the cliff girl. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I tend to like to want to make the plan. It's the anticipation mm-hmm. and it's the excitement. Like, oh, like, for instance, for, you know, for the the night of love, Valentine's Day, you know, we're, we're planning what we're going to do. We're going to cook together. So we're back to the food thing and we'll talk a little bit about that. But mm-hmm. we're going to actually cook and we're going to, you know, we literally made a plan as to what we're going to do to celebrate our love. So for us... Um, it, the whole romantic thing takes uh, many different ways. I, we make a plan or we make a note, um, just as a reminder, I, yeah. I think we all need to be reminded that we're loved, um, not just by self-love, but by the other people in our world that, yeah. that love that. us. Yeah, I like that. What about sexy lingerie? Is that something that happens in your household? It can. Um, it, it, it's, I, I mean, I, I can take it or leave it. I find yeah. I find that appeal in other ways, but I also know that he really enjoys that. So I, I do. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. I think my husband loves it too. Me, I could take it or leave it. Um, but I know he, he loves it. And so it's like, okay. It, so the quite, I have a question. So, um, do we do things just because the other person likes it? Um, or do we figure out a way to like it too? Um, so that it's kind of mutual. I would say both. Yeah. And, and, and I don't say that in, in a forgiving or negative way. There mm-hmm. are plenty of times that his meter is like this. And I'm just like, <laughs> can I just watch TV and go to sleep? But I know that maybe he's had a rough day and the markets have right. gone to hell in a handbasket and he's very yeah, yeah, yeah. depressed. And it's like, you know what? It's a gimme. And, and it is a sharing, but I also think that's love because it's, it's giving, right. it's, it's honoring someone else's needs above your own. And I'm okay with that. And I, and I appreciate that because it happens plenty of times on the other side, the other, side. other ways, right. never about yeah. sex, because honestly, and I do love it. I don't think that, <laughs> I mean, I don't know a woman on, in my circle that likes it as much as the men in her circle. So, Isn't that interesting? Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. So it's always a little give and take, but there is, but there is give and take. And, yeah, you know, so, so. so, and I do, I think that's okay. I think it's again, an honor of sharing. Right. And I, yeah. And I think that romantic love and sexual love changes as time goes on. You know, it, I, I, yeah. I always kind of hone in on the word intimacy. Um, you know, for me, yeah. intimacy takes many different uh, ways. I mean, it can be the act of sex or it can just be, you know, hugging each other or holding hands or just being close to one or taking a walk. So there's a lot of different ways that romantic love can rear its head, I, I think, you know. I put that question out to my group notes from the nest on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And because I was really curious as we're approaching this month, mm-hmm. last month, and, and the answers I got back were I completely connected with because it does change, whether it's holding hands 
Right. Just, I mean, sometimes we'll be walking somewhere and he'll just reach over and take my hand. That's romantic love. I, I did. And I just literally, as you said that. Right. Feel good. Right. Yeah. There's other times I want to take that hand and come off the cliff, but that's, but you know, like you just. Right. It, it's very important um, that to kind of welcome those changes. And I think there is no script. Right. And, and if we kind of, and that where that's where winging it is really important and trusting and, and tuning into your feelings with each other. And I love how you brought up how that it changes and year to year, it changes. Totally. Matters changes. That's beautiful. Yeah. It, to it totally does. I mean, I used to, when I was growing up, I remember thinking, I didn't really want to know if my parents were having sex. I mean, that was kind of like, ew, you know, they were older and did they do that? Now here we are, we're older and yeah, we do that, you know, but it's funny because as we, as kids, we don't want to know what our parents are doing behind closed doors. Oh my God. Funny story. I mean, you know, the first chapter of my book, head on, full right. on. So when I hit send to send my oldest son, Matthew, and his then girlfriend, um, the manuscript, I'm just like, I hope this makes money because I'm going to need to pay for therapy for them. <laughs> and he, he literally, and he, go, he, he texts his brother, he goes, I know it's not a memoir. I know it's not mom and dad. Just trust me on this. Tell her she's a great writer. You know she is. Do not read it. <laughs> God, that's funny. He goes, I could not get out the picture out. He goes, I know it's not you and dad, but I can't get that picture out of my head that that could be you and dad. Isn't that, but it's so true. It's so true. So if, you know, for our view, for our viewers or our listeners, whether you're you know watching or listening on Vital C or listening to the podcast, um, you know, it, it's true, right? It, it, it is, it is true. <laughs> kids do not. It's like way too much information. Like, no, 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 no. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. you know, then we kind of moved into when we were talking about the show, platonic love, right? Mm -hmm. and, and what does that mean? We have friends. I mean, I love my friends. I love you. Do I romantically love you? No, I don't. I don't. Um, but I love you as a friend and I, and I can't imagine not having my friends in my life. And right? I think that's a really important conversation to be had, especially in this age range and, and realm and development, because those relationships are profoundly important. Mm -hmm. And I remember and it's coming up on three years in, um, this month that I lost my beloved Bruno, my bulldog. And, and those who know me know he was my soulmate. And my husband would joke that he hoped I would be that broken up when he comes. But, right. um, <clears throat> but anyway, after family and, and we, we went through everything with them, the first person I called was my oldest and dearest friend from college, Kathy, because that was where my heart went. Right. And that friendship and those friendships matter. Those friends, you know, you, you don't always need to be. And I and tell me what you think about this, the whole soulmate thing. I because I see posts and like, oh, I, this is my best friend, my soulmate. And they're talking about their spouse. And, and that's beautiful. But I'm thinking, no, no, <laughs> not. We are deeply connected and I love him and I want to hold his hand till my last breath. Mm -hmm. Would I say he's my soulmate or best? I, I just don't know that I attribute that to those relationships because I think it's a it's a puzzle, and the, there are so many pieces that that form those depths of connection that we need to survive and to thrive. Right. And a big part of that is the platonic friendships that we've built over many years and right. and new friends. 
Well, you know, the question is always asked, do you need to like somebody before you marry them? Do you need to be best friends before you marry them? Is that friendship supposed to be there first before you move into romantic love and then you get married or whatever you're going to do? <laughs> that I believe that the best marriages started out of friendship and that I you, I, agree. I really do. Um, and, and that if you don't have that, if you don't have those deep, deep relationships with that person that you love dearly, you mm -hmm. only love them to a certain part because you don't know them. You and that flame can burn. And I, you know, and I'll reference my mom again because she passed when I was so young. She, she dropped tidbits that she hoped I would take with me. And one was to like the person that I loved because they were not, that is not synonymous. And lust and that, yeah. that attraction is so strong and that burning passion it dies very quickly if there's nothing underneath. So yes, I agree with you that that if there's a strong foundation and a friendship foundation on some level, you know, I mean, there has to be a chemistry, right, for it to right. go to the next level. You know, you right. have a lot of friends right. they you right. never end up having a romantic relationship with, but that it be the first step. I think I agree with you. And and do we have to, you know, as we grow older and we have family members, I remember saying as I was getting older, I didn't pick my family. I don't because this is pre-pandemic, pre all the craziness that we've been through where, where my family became the most important thing to me. But prior to that, you would hear me say on a regular basis, I didn't pick my family. Uh, nobody can make me love them, you know, but I pick my friends and I pick the people yeah. that are important to me. And therefore, it means much more to me. As you know, we fast forward, though, and now we have a pandemic and we have all the other stuff. And yeah, maybe I didn't pick my family, but thank God I have them for them. <laughs> right? yeah. I think about that with my two boys and, I, and I've shared it with them. They're probably sick of hearing it, but they truly are best friends and they've always been close. Not to say they haven't had their sibling right. BS, but you can't make that happen. You can encourage an environment that um, fosters respect for your siblings or whatever. But as far as creating, you know, making them be friends, you can't, that can't happen. And it brings me the most joy right. to see that now at 29 and 27, right. they, they are friends that that friendship is so deep and and, and it's family and that you know it, it is family matters absolutely absolutely under the whole plat platonic thing though we also threw in pets and you um actually <laughs> already mentioned you know the fact that you that you were so connected as i am even though I kicked them out of the room today um, with my dogs. I mean, I, I am, I, I, I love my dogs. I love my animals. I love my pets. And sometimes I think I love them more than my spouse or my mm -hmm. you know, family because they love me unconditionally. unconditionally yep. <laughs> but that goes to what I was saying earlier about all the pieces that form the puzzle that mm -hmm. of our lives and together and, and right. pets for, for those of us who are pet lovers um, there's no substitute. That unconditional, precious love is incredible. Absolutely. Absolutely. So as we were like going through this whole thing, was like, <laughs> what other kind of love is there? And we came up with environment love. In my case, it's my backyard. I spent almost a year through frustration trying to get the backyard done last year and getting my patio furniture. Mm -hmm. But I love my backyard. I mean, if you can love a thing, 
I do. I love my backyard. I love going outside. I love sitting outside. I love being by the fire pit. We have a huge, we laugh every day. It's like, where do you want to sit today? Let's go sit up there for a few seconds and let, let's yeah. go because we love our environment. We right. love to put together to, for us outside. What about you? Do you have a place in your house that you just love? I do. And I I came to love it. Um, I, as you know, I grew up in Southern California and I, I miss being on the ocean a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I really came to love and have an incredibly different appreciation for my, our little corner of the desert here right. during and through this whole COVID mess. Right. And I appreciate the quiet. And in my house, I have um, an area that's become my little sanctuary. Uh, my piano is there. It, the windows open onto um, one of the fountains and I can be there during the day. It's where I write. It's where I read. It's now where I read to Isla and play with her. And we, it's a beautiful, quiet, it can be an escape. I mean, people can join me. My dining room table's four feet away, right? but it's on the other side of the house and it really is, is my space. And I kind of have, have labeled it that. So it's like, Anyway, <laughs> then outside too, depending on where the sun is, I pick a part of the garden and, and again, whatever right. mood I'm in kind of dawns where I. Well, I, we've talked and you said, okay, I'm going to move to a different section right now. And you literally have gotten up and moved to the other side of the house where it has a different view because it gives you a different feeling. Right. Yep. yep. Yeah. And we are so embedded in, in nature in our desert. We're up in the, in the hills here. And I love that. And, and I will say, I get up very early. I like to watch the sun come up. I also right. appreciate the quiet before everyone else wakes up. Right. And you can just to listen to the birds and, and the cactus run in the saguaros. Mm-hmm. It, it's a really beautiful and it's also inspiring. So, yeah, environment. Yeah, to- totally environment, totally environment. Mm-hmm. I, and I think that we when we did this list, we ended with food because Food That's is right. love, right? It's it's how yeah. a lot of people express their love is by cooking and and home cooked meals and and I remember you know growing up my my aunt you know walking into her house and I I just felt the love you could you could smell the 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 horseradish you know and because I'm Jewish and yeah. you know and we would make for Passover she would right. make her own horseradish or you could you could smell the foods the brisket and the food that you, it was love I mean I yeah. felt love when I walked in there now. I'm not married to a foodie. You and I both know that. My husband, I think food is love. He thinks food is peanut butter. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know how you express love with peanut butter or or, or not. But like he and I, as I said earlier, we're gonna we're gonna cook dinner together for Valentine's Day. We're gonna make. Yeah, and, I think and you know what? That's that's self love on his part to to right. participate in something that right. he knows means so much to you, and he wants hey. to be part of that. Exactly. Yeah, you cook love to cook. You're is a cook. everything. I am. I love it. I grew up with it. I I think the, the kitchen is the heart of the home. And when we entertain, no matter what's going on in any part of the house, everyone gathers there. Right. And when my kids used to come home and they, they could smell things cooking and, and then when they were out and living away, we'd get back and you're like, oh, you're making yada yada and it smells so good. And and it is those memories. And I remember my mom telling me that her favorite memory of Passover was growing up. My 
grandparents owned a hotel in, in what is now the Gasland district in San Diego. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, I used to sit on the stoop outside and, and this was back in the thirties. <laughs> so a long time ago, um, grading horseradish. There and you I, go. Great. And I remember the sense. There was nothing about the holiday or the significance of the holiday. It was the food and it is the tradition right. of, of the gathering and the cooking and so I, I haven't thought about what I'm going to do for Valentine's Day. This has really prompted me to, I'm going to have to leave here and I will, I will keep you all posted. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually said to my husband, I said, Michael, I said, I, I asked him this question. I said, what does romance look like to you? What do you think when you think romance? And of course he, you know, he said, well, sexy lingerie. I said, okay, but other than that. That's not romance, that's sex. What, is, what does it look like to you? And he, and he said, um, candles at dinner time, and I went, oh, that's lovely. Okay, so I I wanted to really include him in the process of having yeah. a romantic evening, and that's really where this all comes full circle, right? This mm -hmm. is what this is all about. This it's all about love, however it looks in your household. Well, yes, mm -hmm. and it's so different and continually changing. And I think it's yes. it's up to us. To, yes. to to love ourselves and acknowledge that, the, that and accept those changes. Right. There's a book called The Five Languages of Love. I don't know if you've read it, but it's uh, really yeah. fascinating because when you do the little quiz in there, you find out how you accept love and what makes you know you happy versus what maybe your spouse or significant other. He yeah. likes gifts. He likes being given gifts. He just loves gifts. He loves so that. What he do, you do you know? Because I don't remember. And I was surprised at the one I got. I can't remember which one it was. But the, the what? The, the one that I did the quiz. And I can remember, like, you are certain, yada, yada. I don't remember what it was called. All and I know is that I don't like gifts. That wasn't my, that's not how I like to have mm -hmm. love expressed to me. I like somebody to do something nice for me, like um, uh, clean, you know, empty the dishwasher. That's a sign of love for me, yeah. Yeah. which is, it sounds ridiculous, I think, but that's my thing. I don't want a gift. I don't need to hear any of that. I want, I want my husband to hold my hand every so often. You know, that's a sign of love. How, how is your love expressed? I mean, when you think about how you like to have your love expressed, what would you say? From me or to me? To you. To me. Um, I think so, doing something considerate. I'm not so much, I don't need, I mean, I like getting gifts, don't get me wrong, but um, I think it's more action oriented that, yes. that, that drives yeah. me and makes me feel loved. And um, here's an example the other night, you know, my Matthew and Heather and the baby live with us right now and we kind of alternate planning meals and mm -hmm. doing this. And the other night, Heather just jumped in and made this incredible dinner and, and I was so grateful and, and it was off the charts amazing. And so it's just those little things that, that are, mean so much. How you share it, how you show love. Yeah. So this is going to be a funny thing because, um, back in January, <laughs> <laughs> when when <laughs> I am so much more was our theme and was talking about attentions and goals and all the all the stuff, and we talked about doing a life balance wheel and and we talked it you know what it looked like and that we would do this every month we would bring it up and so what a couple of weeks ago we were watching the, <laughs> the show and I know I know you did the same thing I did I went oh crap <laughs> I better I do go. <laughs> go find the wheel yeah. because we have a show coming up and we have to do this. So 
um, Mel versus Karen, we both did something completely different. I looked at the wheel that we had done in January and, oh, that's not working for me at all. So I went and found something completely different and I started, so in January it was in the purple color or whatever color that was, and then the green and I'm doing it all in one page. I want to see my growth. I want to see how I've gotten better or worse, hopefully not worse in the different areas. Um, you did something completely different. You found something that was really cool. And you're yeah. going to talk to me. So I, I, I texted you a while ago and I said, okay, I'm working on it. And then I sat down to work on the wheel as it had been originally presented mm -hmm. and it's giving me anxiety. I'm just like, <laughs> I hate this format. And I, and I think that's why I have trouble with the, the, the planners that are very rigidly defined. Right. Because I'll write something and, and then it's like, no, like I write notes and then I, I go through them and there's like 40 iterations of them. I throw it away, start over. Throw right, right. Until I get, whittle it down. So it was making me crazy. I'm like, this is stupid. So I went online <laughs> and I found a really cool website. I just Google life wheel. There's a million of right, you know, right, websites right, out there, right. resources. And I found this really cool outline and it was questions. So for each category that's actually on the wheel, that was broken down and it's in a box and there's like two or three, some four questions in each one and, and answered the questions. And so I'm going to do that each month. And that just, that I, that I liked. Do not so like the, the lesson, the lesson do is do what works for you. Do yes. what works for you. The whole idea of this to see growth is just to see yeah. where you have a deficit maybe in the different things in your life versus where you are overflowing with, with things that are going really, really well. So mine, my family piece was like way off the charts at this point because I have worked really, really hard. I never thought of it as work, but I guess I have done a lot to make that. The other stuff's not so much. I looked at it. My social life sucks big time. <laughs> and I, I don't know. I, maybe it's I really because- care. How do you feel? Maybe <laughs> really, um, you know, it's like, I really need to work on that. And I needed to work on it in January. And clearly I'm going to have to continue working on it in February. Cause I had very little growth in that. Where are you seeing growth on yours? Yeah. So I need, I'm seeing growth in my personal growth, my personal growth. And, and I think that comes from, I'm really working on my voice and articulating and speaking up not two weeks later when I've carried it with me because I don't right. like, I just keep it all in. So that that's my personal growth and where I need to get back or bring strength to is physical. And that's simply because I got out of my practices during right. the holidays right? and then um, the house was sick and in the beginning of January. And so now, you know, getting it's, it's getting back to that and it's giving myself, um, the grace that I'm not going to say, okay, Monday, boy, that's it. It's going to happen. But, but to, to, cause I feel better when I'm doing things, when I have my physical activities right. um, and I am taking up or retaking up golf. I'd started lessons oh, nice. again. I used to play and then I started some lessons before COVID and then that hit and then I just didn't. And so now I'm going to get back to playing that. Right. Golf. Right. Yeah. And I'm back to walking again. Um okay. Uh, which is great. And I've also dragged my hubby out with, with me. We we're walking every day now. Um, not a lot, but, in, but we're walking and that's a start. Yeah. And that, that, that's whatever you do. That's right. wonderful. Right. Yeah. Right. Ab absolutely. So 
Mel, you put together an amazing um, song list, a playlist on Spotify. We want to encourage people to go check it out. Wherever you're watching this, there are different places that you can go check. Um, if it's on Spotify, you can see it in the um, the area, the description. There's a link there to the Spotify playlist. There's also a link there to the, the curated gifts that we picked out for this month that had mm-hmm. all to do with love. Yeah. Well. yeah. So we, we really want you to go go check that out. And a couple of things we want to announce, right? Um, you and I are going to jump on an Amazon Live sometime this month, and we're going to talk about some of the products that we put into our gift pack this, yeah. this month. Um, so we, we want you to join us. We're kind of expanding our, our, our you know, universe. Our little universe. We're going to do something we've never done before. We want to be meta. <laughs> we want to be meta, and uh, and it doesn't. And meta is any age, right? It doesn't matter what age you are. You can be exactly. any age whatsoever. I always love getting together with you. Oh my gosh, these are so much I fun. Know. What's the message you want to send out to everyone today? I want to just encourage everyone to embrace the love within them and to really appreciate the love around you while it's there and uh, have a wonderful, wonderful month. We'll see you next month. Absolutely. And go check us out on Vital C. All of the shows live on Vital C, vitalc.com forward slash watch forward slash uncorked. And when you go there, all of the shows live there. Go binge watch, right? Go and binge watch us and then tell us what you thought you liked the best. We'd love to hear from you. Um, Go out and give somebody an awesome day, and we'll see you next month on Uncorked. Goodbye, everyone.